You are now listening to Podcasting in Pinstripes, the official New York Yankee podcast of Gotham Sports Network. Welcome back to another episode of Podcasting in Pinstripes, the official New York Yankees podcast on the Gotham Sports Network. Sam and Steve here to talk the latest and greatest New York Yankees baseball. Sam, there's been nothing great about Yankees baseball, so I might need to change that opening because they have stunk it up this week. How are you, bud? I, Steve, I came on tonight. I didn't even say hello. No hello. <laughs> talk about life for a little bit. I usually say what's up, you know. Steve and I talk about life, what our weekends was like, whatever it may be. I just came on and immediately just started huffing and puffing about the dog shit that this last week has been like. It has been terrible to watch. I have basically accepted that I now believe on September 8th that the New York Yankees are going to miss the playoffs. Oof. Not 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 only even before that, I texted Steve and I'm like, yo, if they go quietly in the bottom of the eighth here, let's just get on because it's almost 11 o'clock and this team's offense has been lifeless. They have one extra base hit in the last 27 or 28 innings. Brett Gardner broke the streak in the fifth inning, I believe it was. It was no extra base hits in 25 innings. They hadn't had an extra base hit since Sunday. I texted Steve earlier in the night that if they didn't have an extra base hit tonight, that I was going to go on a hunger strike starting tomorrow. I'm glad we can avoid that. But holy shit, what what has happened here? I almost wish that they continued sucking and we never got roped back in. They got to 24 games over 500. And if this result holds tonight, they'll lose nine of their last 11. We'll be on until the end of the game. And then even after that, unless there's some miraculous comeback and extra innings, but I don't expect that to happen. This really, really sucks. Yeah, Sam, you, you, you pretty much laid it all out there. As you said, we, we started recording here in the ninth inning, just which we rarely do because we both have pretty pretty strong hopes that the Yankees can always pull back uh, and, and pull a comeback out of their ass. And you're right. We were like, you know what, let's just go. Let's just get this over with uh, because they have looked completely lifeless versus Toronto, and Toronto looks like they are the team that is hungry for the playoffs, ready to go out and win, and the Yankees just just coming out flat. Uh, we recorded last Wednesday. They beat Garrett Cole, had an amazing performance versus the Angels, and we had you know Baltimore. We're like, this is great. We go out, sweep Baltimore. Everything's good in life. See what we do against Toronto, and we go from there. Nope. Nope. Sam, you cannot lose two of three to Toronto. We did the numbers last week. The The Rays dominate teams like Baltimore and, and Toronto. And that's the reason why they're going to win this division by 10 to 15 games over the Yankees and Red Sox is because they're, they're, they're play versus these lower level teams. And the Yankees just coming out flat like this after a huge, huge win streak. E- even, you know, after those losses out West, we were like, you know what? It's not too concerning. That was, you know, you just won 13 in a row and you're finishing off on a West Coast trip. It was bound to happen. It was bound to happen. The Yankees lose a couple games in that West Coast. And that was perfectly fine. The thing is, you couldn't let that West Coast trip extend back to coming a home east. That's why we thought that Garrett Cole game on September 1st was so big because it put a stop to that losing streak of four games. Uh, and then they, they 
pull off a nice win versus Baltimore. Um, and we're like, okay, there's there you go. Two in a row. Let's get this win streak going. And absolute dog shit, as you said, since then. There's just issues up and down the lineup in the bullpen. What, uh, Sam, what, what are the Yankees going to do here? We got what, three weeks left of the season. We got, you know, four week, three, four weeks left of the season. Uh, and, you know, we said that those games versus Tampa at the end um, in, in October, we're like, those could be huge. Those could be fighting for a division. And now we're just like, oh, we might be 20 games back of Tampa by then. Just a complete fall on their face for the Yankees to start September. I don't even have any words for this anymore. And now it is the complete doomsday threat level midnight scenario with Garrett Cole's hamstring being injured. This is, this is like, it could not be worse right now. We always thought catching the Rays in the division was a long shot. I got that. But having the wild card game at home as of last week seemed like the reasonable goal. And you know you'd have Garrett Cole on the mound for that if you didn't have to use him over the weekend against the Rays to get into that game. But this has just gone so, so bad. They shouldn't have won that game Friday night against the Orioles. They come out and lay a complete dud on Saturday. I know Gallo had the walk-off home run. Chapman gives it up in the ninth, and the Yankees' offense can't do anything. That's not a shot at Chapman. Scoring three runs off Baltimore Orioles pitching at home is just totally inexcusable. And then on Sunday, they're up 7-4, and they bring in Andrew Heaney with a three-run lead. Again, what? What are we doing here? It's so... So bad. Going green for two innings was the move to end that game. And that's just a real, real head scratcher. They should have lost Friday. They should have won Sunday. So it should have been a two or three series loss either way. You go into the Toronto series, and I tweeted about it last night. Toronto looks like they want this so, so much more. They came in off a huge sweep over the Oakland A's to really put them back in the wild card hunt. And now it seems like they're out for blood. They have guys killing the Yankees lineup up and down. Marcus Simeon, Vlad Guerrero Jr., Teoscar Hernandez. Uh, They have this guy, Alejandro Kirk. I've never heard the guy's name. They're a little roly-poly man over there just launching bombs. He has two home runs in like 30 career at-bats against the Yankees and then four home runs in 110 against other teams. It makes absolutely no sense. They look like they wanted so much more. I think they're a better team than the Yankees. This is just like I've said, and I've said it like three times already in the 10 minutes we've been on. It's really, really tough to watch. The Yankees look like they're out of gas. They have so many bullpen issues right now. They have issues in the starting rotation with Garrett Cole on. I know I'm blabbering a little bit, but we – Forgot last week, Zach Britton's out for the season, essentially. Jonathan Lewisica goes on the IL. The bullpen's so shorthanded. It's causing Aaron Boone to make decisions like pitching Andrew Heaney in the eighth inning with a three-run lead. Where do they go from here? <laughs> that, that, that is a great point. And, and it's they, they, you thought maybe you got a little spark tonight with Lewis Heal coming back after being in the minors for a few weeks after his amazing start to his career. Uh, and his stuff... You know, went on, was still there. Still had six Ks. Problem is, he had seven walks. And he was at 92 pitches in the third inning. Um, and, you know, and then the one, he had a comeback or come back to him right at the home plate. that cost him a double play there. Just kind of a, a few things gone wrong for Lewis Heal. But it's always been the thing with him in the minors 
is he walks way too many guys. Somehow that disappeared when he got to the major leagues, which was fantastic for the Yankees when he was when he was up here. That came back tonight. He has the highest walk percentage in all of AAA uh, and all of the combined Double A, Triple A combined. Um, and that came back today with it with his seven walks here. So shorthanded there. Got to go to the pen early here. Um, and, and the Yankees give up that run right away. Gardner has that big home run, and then they give up the lead uh, right back. It, it's been typical fashion for the Yankees all season in, in ways like that. It, it's tough to mount a comeback when your bullpen gives it up right away. And as you said, the injuries are piling up. Zach Britton was trash all year for the most part, uh, so it's not that big of a loss uh, for him. But Jonathan Luizaga has been maybe the MVP of this entire team, um, if you take out Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole... Hopefully he's okay and will win the Cy Young. But but other than that, Jonathan Luizaga has been amazing. Uh, shut down for 10 days minimum is, is not a good sign when you're in September baseball. So it's going to take him another week to ramp back up. We might not have him until the playoffs. And he's coming straight off the DIL and, and going in a possible playoff game. As you said, they might not even make the playoffs. So we might be done seeing Luizaga for the rest of the year. Um, once this game wraps up, the Yankees will fall behind the Red Sox a half game, but still hold on to that second wild card spot over two games. First, the Toronto Blue Jays, and then one more game on Thursday versus Toronto. So we could go into uh, the, the, you know this weekend with not having that that second wild wild card spot secure. And and Toronto goes on to play Baltimore the next four games, and if they keep playing like they're playing the Yankees, they're going to do what the Yankees were supposed to do versus Baltimore and beat the shit out of them. So it has been a disaster all around. Uh, I want to touch a little bit more on Cole because that is, you know, the Yankee season kind of revolves around Garrett Cole. And at it seems like we may have avoided a serious injury. Uh, the hamstring is, is never fun. Um, I always think of Phil Hughes popping his hamstring many, many eons ago uh, when he was throwing that no-hitter in Texas. Um, it seems like Garrett Cole played the smart way, smart thing done. He thought long-term. He knows that while this is a huge game versus Toronto, he needs to pitch more than just that one game and pulled himself out pretty early and, and walked out, didn't really put up a – kind of took himself out of the game there. Uh, and no immediate trip to the IL, no MRI scheduled. Hopefully this is kind of like how I feel when I skip a step going upstairs and, and feel my hamstring pull a little bit. It should be okay in a couple days. They're not ruling out missing a start here, uh, but I think we will see Garrett Cole miss one start and, th- and then hopefully come back towards the end of next week, which would be, I think, best-case scenario for the Yankees. Yeah, I think so. And when you talk about Garrett Cole and you talk about Jonathan Lewiska, these, those are the two best pitchers on the Yankees by a long shot. I don't think there's a close second. And this just really, really stinks. I think he's going to miss a start, and it's going to suck. Uh, the Yankees need everything out of Cole down the stretch that they can get, but the hamstring tightened up and he asked to get out of the game, which I think was a smart move. We're talking about the long-term effects here, but it's getting late early. The Blue Jays are on fucking fire right now. They come in to the Bronx, sweep against the A's. They're going to take the first three games against the Yankees. Uh, and, and then you have the Red Sox that are right there while they haven't played well in the last week and a half, they've played 500 ball, which is a lot better than the Yankees who are about to lose nine and nine of 11. It's really, really tough to watch and who the Yankees have to fill this void in the rotation is, is a big question mark because you have Luis Hill come up 
tonight to make a start. He's not really all the way polished yet. It was a bit of a surprise how the walks didn't hurt him in his first three starts. Yeah. Luis Severino and Domingo Herman are throwing bullpens. The latter and Herman, I could see maybe coming back, but again, Severino's a lost cause. If Cole skips this next start, who you go with in that start, if it's a bullpen game, if it's Michael King's throwing a rehab game this week. I was just going to say him. Every game right now matters. And you really can't be, I don't want to say punting games with your starting pitcher, but it's it's a really, really tough ordeal. And Aaron Boone kind of got caught up in it on Monday's game against the Blue Jays. It was a game in which, obviously, the Yankees were without Lewiska. They had to burn a lot of their bullpen in the Sunday game against the Orioles. They were down three runs in the ninth inning. It was a 3 nothing game. And the offense hadn't shown a sign of life all day long. And he goes with Brooks Kriske in the ninth inning of a three-run game. Now, I'm going to defend Aaron Boone here. And I know I called for his you firing <laughs> back in June. I've been a pretty staunch defender of him throughout his Yankees career. But I, I did call for him to be gone in June. But... When it's a 3 nothing game like that, and the Yankees still had a couple of game lead in the wild card, and you burn through that much of your bullpen, you, you're missing two relievers in the Wysicket and um, Britain, you go into that inning and you're like, okay, does the offense deserve me to burn one of the legitimate arms in the bullpen after they were worked a lot of the weekend? And that answer is no. That answer is yeah. absolutely no in that situation, and... It's unfortunate that the Blue Jays got five runs off of Kriske that inning, but it's Aaron Boone's faced with a lot of tough decisions due, due to these injuries. And the big story of this last week against the Orioles and against the Blue Jays is the offense just is not producing. Judge and Stanton have cooled off. The Look, Sam, we've, we've seen the offense – literally evolve, revolves around Aaron Judge. It's been it's been like that for, for, for all of all of the season. Um, and the last if you count tonight, he, he went he went broken over twenty one today with a uh, a infield hit up the middle uh, in the in the seventh inning here. And he he's he's gotten to uh, he looks completely lost this week. And, and it's not fair to say that and blame it all on Judge because he's been an absolute rock star for the Yankees for ninety percent of the season here, but but right now is where you need those those judges to come up, and he's had good swings. Um, you know, they talked a lot about it on the broadcast today, but uh, on Tuesday night in that first inning, it looked like he had a home run. He just hit one foul going opposite field there, and then he ended up flying out to the warning track there. Two good swings. He looked like he was going the other way, so like his in, in his mind, he, he's doing the right thing and just isn't getting the results, and so it's not fair to blame it on, on all on Judge here. Which, you know, but the, when an offense revolves around a player like that, like it has so much, it, it's really tough to watch to watch him put up the over four, over four. And uh, he went back to back to four in a row, over four at least games uh, for the first time in his career. And it's no shock that the Yankees lost all four of those games. And the, and, and the lineup really did nothing for that. So it's tough to see. We saw Joey Gallo get benched 
for for a game here. We we talked about his struggles last week, and they, they haven't gotten any better. He he's really still struggling at the plate, um, and it's just it's a trickle down effect. Brett Gardner, like you said, he had the big hit today, but he's leading off. So you you know what that says about um, about how the way we feel about DJ LeMayu compared to how we were coming into the year. We've seen Glaber Torres get benched for Andrew Velasquez because of his mishaps in the field. It's becoming a big snowball effect. And that's just the way the Yankees' roller coaster season has been. It's been a snowball in the good ways where you get hot and this team is unbelievable. You get Judge High, you got Stan Hot, the rotation's going. Early in the year, we saw that the rotation gave up like, it was like 10 straight games where they, they went, you know, less than two earned runs from a starting pitcher. Uh, then they had the 13 game winning streak. So the highs are high. And just sadly, that means the lows are low. And it's just going to be about timing that and getting it right at the right time in this final month or. You could be missing the playoffs. And and that's a, a sad reality that we have right now. Um, you have to hope that it levels out here. You finish off Thursday here. You got Nestor Cortez. We're, we're, we need Nasty Nestor to come out and, and get us a win here. And we really do. And then hopefully you go to New York and you play the, you play the Mets in the Subway Series, which is going to be a really emotional series with the 20th anniversary of September 11th. Um, and you need to take all three of those from the Mets. The Mets are the Mets are the Mets. They've had their own issues here. So the Yankees going into City Field on a massive losing streak to go face the Mets, who just continue to bite themselves in the foot and are a 500 team right now. It's it's a clusterfuck of New York teams, and you hope that the Yankees are the one that breaks out because we can't let the Mets, you know, put the Yankees' hope playoff hopes, uh, you know, to, to bed here. That that'd be a disaster. <laughs> It would be, and yeah, like <laughs> we talked before we we came on tonight, and it, it's it's just gotten really really bad in this last during this homestand. Just the Baltimore Orioles, and credit to the Orioles. I, I don't want to make this they all fought. about the Yankees. They against that team against the Yankees just plays to another level. It seems like they just have a different level of grittiness to them. And they just grind out games uh, like no other last place team does against the Yankees. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I'm not excusing what the Yankees did against them, but keep that in mind. It's the Yankees have it all in front of them, and they still control a, a playoff spot here. And even though they're getting their dicks kicked in by the Blue Jays, they still have the Thursday finale. And then they go to the Mets, they make up a game against the Twins. It's it's yeah, Sam. No, you mentioned the the bullpen getting you know kind of drained a little bit. That the schedule is a huge part here. They don't have a day off until September twenty third, and now we got no Cole here. You're gonna use the bullpen even more if you have Mike King come up and do that spot start, or God forbid you have Handy do a spot spot start. The bullpen's gonna be taxed these next two weeks. We don't have any days off. It's bad. They're in bad bad shape and uh, i made the prediction tonight i don't think they're gonna make the playoffs i hope to god they prove me wrong i hope we, to god we need length out of this rotation the next 10 days here and we're just not a team that provides length out of a rotation especially without garrett cole you're gonna need these bullpen i mean look let's give a little round of applause for you know clay holmes and jolie rodriguez wandy peralta like those guys have been been pretty good those guys serviceable serviceable they've, they've, they've held their own um, but it, we need these guys to now be our, our lock-end starters here because you can't trust Chapman. Chad Green is a freaking wild card left and right. There's no more Zach Britton. Loisaga's on the on the IL. You know, you got these guys. You have you have Albert Abreu coming in big spots who's, who's done pretty well for the, for the most part. Um, just a lot of guys that I think going into the year, the bullpen 
was really a, a focus for the Yankees. It was like, oh, get to the fifth inning. You're going to see Darren O'Day, Justin Wilson, Jonathan Loisaga, Zach Britton, and then Aldis Chapman. Good luck getting a hit off those guys. And they're all gone. They're all gone as of right now except for Chapman. And he can't get anybody out. So that is just, you know, they really had to remake this bullpen on the fly. Um, and, and they did a decent job at that. But this bullpen is going to be strained. This is that is not what you need in the final month of the season. Uh, it's just going to be a really strained bullpen with high intensity games with a rotation that doesn't go deep. It, it's it's setting up for a disaster. Um, maybe you can win those games if your lineup is doing good. But as you said, they just went freaking 19 innings without an extra base hit. Like you can't have those two things happen at the same time. It's it's an absolute disaster. Um, no shock here, Sam. But the Yankees went down one, two, three in the bottom of the ninth year and and officially lost this game to the Toronto Blue Jays and are only two games up on that final wild card spot um, for a playoffs here. And big game, big game upcoming as we kept talking about versus the Blue Jays. And they have three more against the Blue Jays in Toronto later in the season. And that the Yankees going to be not... rocking. Oh my gosh. That is a tough, tough place to play. Um, yeah. The, that place gets rocking for a Blue Jays team in the playoff hunt. We saw it in 2015, 2016, that is a really, really tough place to play, and the Yankees really can't bank on getting many wins there. So, it's the the schedule isn't really shaken out for them. They got to go to Fenway. They have to host the Rays, and I don't care if the Rays aren't playing for anything when they come to the Bronx the final season, the final series we, of the year. No, they love to play spoiler. Kevin Cash is going to be emptying his tank during that series. So, I don't know. It's. I texted you the other day. It's like we're watching April and May and March, or excuse me, April, May, and June. This team has me so out of sorts right now. I don't even know what month I'm talking about. But the offense, they go down so quietly some of these innings, just like that ninth inning we saw there. It's it's like 9, 10, 12 pitches. I get some ingredients to whip up a meal tonight, and the inning's over. The at-bats are over. It's, I don't know, they're not, they went from 100 on that road streak to zero yeah. really, really fast. They did not even, or they cooled off a little bit on the road. They lost four straight. Cole bounced them back. They went from 13, winning 13 in a row to not even playing 500 ball. They've lost nine of their last 11 games. But all which, they really had to do is just play 500 ball. And saying like, we're not asking that they needed to continue this 13-game win streak. We knew that was unrealistic. We knew they didn't need going to play 700 ball. Like, they built a nice little foundation there. We've seen the Red Sox struggle um, the, the past week as well. If you just play 500 ball, you're like four games up on the Red Sox. Absolutely. This, this isn't like rocket science here. We're not, we're not saying you got to win every freaking game here. If the Yankees just played 500 ball after that 13-game winning streak, they basically could lock in a playoff spot right now. But, you know, they're playing 200 ball. And it's just it's just the – I don't know how you fix these ebb and flows that happen every freaking month for the Yankees. It's up and down and up and down. Um, and you can't, you can't control the injuries here. But for the most part, like, they're, they're pretty healthy in the lineup. They just got Glaber back. They got Gio Urshela back. Both of them struggling mightily coming back from injuries here, you know, during that win streak, let's be honest, Tyler Wade played awesome. We haven't seen Tyler Wade in a long time. It's it's a, it's, you know, not that I want Tyler Wade playing every day here, but like, you're just looking at how this team was, was doing and like, they're not hitting as many home runs. Look, they had, uh, Brett Gardner had the big home run today to, that ended up being meaningless, 
But this is a team that thrives off walks and home runs. And when you're not doing either one of those, it's just really bad baseball to watch. And they're not working counts. Like you said, it's eight pitch innings for this offense when it used to be minimum eight pitch at-bats for every single person in the lineup. The starting pitchers are comfortable versus them. And that that's an issue. Um, we kind of talked about it when uh, how comfortable players look during that win streak, like Stain, how comfortable he looks at the plate when he gets going. Well, for the most part with this team, it's really, really noticeable when we look uncomfortable and we're going to go on a losing streak here. Um, so just the Yankees have to have to figure it out. Um, and, and it's going to take guys. We need, we need, I think Lewis Seal's going to get another start. He, he's got to. Um, you know, Nestor, Nasty Nate's got to perform. Jamison Tyone's got to be that number two guy that, that we traded for. And Corey Kluber's got to bounce back. Like those, that's pretty much the, the set. So, Sam, let's just say worst case scenario, worst case, best case scenario. The Yankees do figure out how to get to the wild card game, but they don't have Garrett Cole. Who are, which I think is, if the Yankees don't have Garrett Cole, I don't think they make it to the wild card game. But let's just play for fun here. Who would you have start that game in the wild card game if it's not Cole? Oh my gosh, this is, um, I'm going to go Jordan Montgomery. And that's just a bit of a shot out of a cannon. He no, I, don't think, I think it's a, it's a good move. I think that's a, it's a strong pick. My issue is, I don't think the Yankees make that pick. I, I think it's going to be, they, they go with someone like Corey Kluber and say, ah, he's Corey Kluber. He's punched a bunch in the playoffs and all the sh- shenanigans of that. And then they're shocked when it's, you know, four innings, four runs. So I'm fine with that pick if we want Montgomery. Yeah, I mean, if he gives you his typical start of five or six innings in one earn, that's more than enough to win the game uh, with this offense. Granted, not the offense we've seen the last 11 games, but yeah. So I go with Jordan Montgomery. Uh, if I'm calling the shots, if I'm Brian Cashman, I'm obviously not Brian Cashman. But if Montgomery gives you his typical start, he allows you, gives you enough length and he allows the offense to be put in a position to win the game. I think it's a fairly easy call, if I'm being honest. If we're talking about July Tyone, that would be a different question. But I'm looking for 15 outs, 18 outs, and I'm looking for one or two runs. And Jordan Montgomery has been my best bet for that all season. He pitched a good game against the Rays in a winner-go-home Mickey Great Mouse game. game four last wow. year. It's really good San that San Diego. He only pitched four innings, one earned, but I'm going with Montgomery. What about you for your personal choice? I think it's Jamison Tyone. I'm fine with Montgomery pick. Like I said, I think it could end up being Kluber if he has a, a couple stronger outings to end the year. But but Tyone has that 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 swing and miss stuff. I think that's kind of my issue with Montgomery here is in this era is he kind of looks for contact. Um, and that's not a problem because I think he's, he's done, been a great pitcher for the Yankees this season. But if I'm on it, if I'm worried about you know uh, a home run to kind of end our season here, I kind of want more swing and miss stuff. So I, I would go with, with Tyone. Hopefully, in the end, it, it's Garrett Cole on the mound. And um, but you know, with this injury scare here, there's got to be a lot of questions going around the, that Yankee clubhouse um, for 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 what they're going to see because you know for the most part, if it's the Red Sox, you're going to see Chris Sale. And, and while he's not longer Chris Sale of, of old, he's still freaking Chris Sale. So we'll have to. We'll have to see what it goes there. So, all right, Sam. Like we said, we don't want to talk too much this episode just because it's been an absolute shit week for the Yankees. They've lost five in a row, um, and they just need to turn it around. There's no analysis. There's no reading off stats. There's just simply wake the fuck up and turn it around for the Yankees, and that's all they got to do. But we want to – I like being positive here, Sam. 
we got to end on some good notes. Derek Jeter is officially in the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. Got inducted, you know, got voted in in, in 2020, and obviously never got to give his speech. Wednesday afternoon, Derek Jeter gave a Derek Jeter-esque speech and did a great job, and it brought all those emotions back of the great Yankees here. Um, just an awesome moment to finally see Jeter join the the likes of all all the MLB greats where he deserves to be along. Um, and I thought I thought he killed his speech. I don't know what what are your thoughts on the, his little ten minute speech there? I thought it was great, and yeah, today was obviously, and the past week has been a tough week for the Yankees, but getting a chance to reflect on what the Yankees were in those 2000s years and the late 90s. I unfortunately wasn't uh, conscious enough to observe the late (laughs) 90s. But the 2009 team obviously means a lot to me. And just what Derek Jeter was to all those Yankees teams. Derek Jeter is the reason I'm the Yankees fan that I am today. My dad grew up in Jersey City, was born there. He moved to South Jersey when... I was a, uh, when he was a kid, but I opened the newspaper one day and I saw Derek Jeter there. It was the New York Post that my dad so famously loves to read. And he was on the front page of the sports section and the Yankees were in first place. And that's where my love for the Yankees started. So seeing that speech, I was at Derek Jeter's final game at Fenway Park back in 2014 i can't believe that was seven years ago it was just so cool for me all the highlight reels today all the photos all the tributes i was taking it all in sammy really is it really was incredible to, to kind of relive those moments um for for Derek jeter like you said he is he's the reason i was a yankee fan he's the reason millions of people you know our age and in between are, are yankees fans uh, I had the pleasure of, of being conscious enough to to see these great Yankee Yankee runs, and that's kind of like my my childhood memories. You know, I was at Game One of the 1998 World Series uh, with with my mom, and just kind of remembering that series, uh, the Yankees sweeping the Padres, and just overall, it was it was something that you just it was just a, a staple in my house. It was you know seven o'clock time to put the Yankees on, and seven o'clock meant that Derek Jeter was coming up soon because he was at the top of the lineup every single day. For my entire childhood, Derek Jeter was on my TV, and I watched Yankees baseball. Everybody wanted to be Derek Jeter, um, and it was and it was just a great speech, as you said. He hit he had all the important points uh, of being a Yankee and being a uh, a major league player, and with a couple digs. I love that he went after the one guy that didn't vote for him, kind of thanking everybody but him for for their vote. Um, he had a great line. I've said that you know my goal was to my goal in his career was to to make sure I won more than everybody else. And then he had a little smirk and said, we, we did, which is right, because no one in Major League Baseball had more wins than Derek Jeter during his career. And then the five World Series titles, as you said, it's just it was great to have the, the, that 2009 one what was really special because, as you said, we were a lot older and got to understand it a, a little more. But, you know, if it wasn't for those early ones, you, you really kind of didn't get the mystique that was Jeter that led up to that 09 one. Everything about it was just perfect, and to see him there with all of his buddies—you know, Mariano, Posada, Bernie, Gerald Williams—he he gives a shout out to Gerald Williams every time he talks. Him and him and Gerald are are boys, and I I always like to see that. Still refusing to call Joe Tory Joe Tory, calling him Mr. T, Mr. Tory. 
Uh, not, not much has changed for Jeter. He's 47 now, and obviously he's you know CEO and, and small majority owner of the Marlins. Uh, I did notice that he still has that drive to win. I don't know if you kind of picked up on that, Sam, too. But he kind of had a comment saying that he always remembered those that doubted him and then said, like, I still know those that doubt me now. So if I was a Marlins fan, I'd be pretty pumped because that guy is still driven to win at 47. Literally the most famous Yankee of our generation and possibly for generations to come. And he's still like, I'm going to take this Marlins team to a World Series, which which I thought was uh, was pretty crazy to have. Just athletes like that, like him, Brady, MJ, they're all driven just a little different when it comes to that, where there's just there's no such thing as retirement for these guys, even though Jeter stopped playing six years ago. Yeah, and he still has that world to win when he's the executive running the show down in Miami. So, yeah, I, I really loved the speech. I It was really original. It was Jeter-esque, as they would it was, say. It was, it was so Jeter. And we got to see his family. They're not, they're not out much anymore. We kind of lose, you know, Jeter's parents were always a staple at Yankee Stadium. And to see them... It was kind of it was was always nice to see. It, it was just a it was just a great moment. It was a year late, um, you know, because of COVID and everything. Um, but like, what a, a good crowd there! I love that he said, you know, they were chanting his name. And he's like, man, I forgot I forgot what that felt like. So he he's still always you know a guy a true Yankee uh, from beginning to end, and just an absolute stellar player. You know, fuck anybody that wants to bash Derek Jeter, go for it, get your Twitter likes. But like, Derek Jeter deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And finally got his plaque up there, um, which was fun. Which puts a positive note on what has been a shitty week for for Yankees baseball. I really thought they would come out and try and win one for, you know, get one for the captain type shit. Um, I would have liked to see them kind of Jeter show up to a Yankee game. We haven't seen him there uh, in a long time. But I guess it's kind of tough with him with the Marlins and everything. But I I would love to see Jeter at the stadium soon. I would too. Uh, I know it's tough for him with the Marlins, but I really, really would love to see him back soon. Maybe for an old-timers day. Uh, have Jeter rip one into the uh, short porch. I, I feel like he's a guy that won't play because he still doesn't think he's old. He's like, no, nah, nah, I'm, not, I'm not old enough for that yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, w- I would really, really love to see him. I love A-Rod's tribute to him today. I put that on my Instagram story. Uh, just, yeah, it was really, really good to see everything today and really just reminisce a lot on my childhood because, like you said, same way. Seven o'clock, the Yankees are on. Derek Jeter's coming to bat, and you, you see the you see the splits. Whether he hit leadoff, second, third, he was batting under three, over three hundred for his career. I I just he's my favorite player of all time. I wore his jersey to one of the games I went to earlier this year in Philadelphia. I he's the reason I am the Yankees fan that I am today, and. To be able to reflect on that today and to be able to talk about it with people like you, uh, talked about it to a couple of my friends today. It's just so, so awesome. Yeah, that is it. It's just that reminiscing here. So while it was a shitty week for the Yankees, remember they're hopefully this team um, can, can channel their inner Jeter and lock it in the, these final four weeks of the season here and make a, make a drive, make a run for another title here. Because it's been, like you said, Jeter's won the last the last shortstop to win a title for the Yankees. He hasn't played in a long time, and he didn't get one. To, his last one was 09. It's been a long, long streak here. So we need we need a little Jeter love and a little Jeter mystique to to capture number 28 for the New York Yankees. Um, so yeah, it's a sh- shorter episode this week because there's nothing fun to talk about. We'll be back next week to kind of recap the the Subway series. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. I don't know if you saw the Mets announced. That Bobby Valentine will throw out the first pitch to Joe Torre 
uh, at the September 11th, 20th anniversary game. Um, that's just going to be a, a really high emotional game for, for everybody in, in New York, too. So um, the Yankees have had a lot of these games, a lot of these higher emotional games, and but I think nothing's going to really top that one on Saturday. So we'll make sure to recap that all um, next week when we when we talk about the the Subway Series, the final Subway Series of the year, and hopefully it means some wins. Sam, we need some we need some wins here. So we usually go through at the end of the episode, um, but I don't, I'm afraid to ask you because I feel like you're going to say they're going to lose ten in a row here. But Sam, give me a little rundown of what the Yankees do the next uh, the next few days. Positive vibes only. <laughs> you got to think about it, Chip. Positive vibes only. Get the last one against the Jays. Take two or three against the Mets. Win the makeup against the Twins and sweep the Orioles and you're <laughs> there back. There we go. There we go. Then we're back. The Yankees do that. If they do that, that will put them with uh, – that's three, four. That would be seven out of eight you're hoping for. You're hoping the Yankees completely continue this roller coaster and win the next seven of eight. Sam, well, uh, let's do it. Let's, let's do, it. do it. That's all we got to do. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of Podcasting in Pinstripes. Yankees. Just just win, baby. Just win. We'll talk to you guys next week. Peace. Go Yanks.